All right, guys, we'll do a little reaction pod here. What a freaking game. Gee, uh, mini Christmas. Uh, I wanted to react to the women, too, so I, I, I'm bringing in Scott Christofferson. I can't just myself do the reaction that that game at Kansas State is worthy of. 74-73 uh, with a trash half-court shot at the end of the game. And, um, Scotty, the um, – uh, the boys, uh, the the cardiac clones were out in full force today. That, that I didn't feel like they should be winning at halftime, but then like at the end of the game, I felt like they should be up by fifteen. It was just a very bizarre game. It was all over the place. It was, you know, it's it's been like this season has, right? Like mm-hmm. we uh, they fought, they battled through things, they got really hot, uh, they gave it away a little bit easier than I think we all would have liked, but at the end. They got the job done, and that's all that matters. So, uh, man, it, incredible road win, four in a row now. Um, you know, it's they're hot. You win four in a row in conference play, they're hot. They're going into the last week of the season, and obviously we got senior night um, against Oak State. That'll be a, an emotional night and a, a great game. And I will say as a player one thing, like when you don't have to win, like it's one thing when you – like if we were going to Baylor – and it's like you got to win that game to get in. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different ball game. Now going on the road to Baylor, I don't want to say there's nothing to lose, but like we've done our work, and I think that that will actually allow this team to go in there relaxed and just play their best game in a really difficult environment. And I mean, they have injuries. I don't want to get too, too far ahead of myself, but you go, you finish out the league six and zero. And, like, this team could be a four or a five seed, which is crazy to think about because I, I was silly enough to write a couple of weeks ago. I didn't think they were going to the tournament after they were <laughs> three and nine. So I, I couldn't be happier to be uh, pulling my foot out of my mouth. And it's, it's a credit to the coaches and the players for just staying the course. It's a good, uh, it's a good time. Uh, the, today's game, man, I'm just looking at the box score for the first time right now. This is how I try and do these reaction podcasts. This is your first reaction podcast, I guess. But, um, Tyrese Hunter really stands out. Uh, three uh, three rebounds away from a triple double. Wow. Um, Koontz com- continues to be just really clutch in the in the down the stretch. Let me ask you this before we get into those guys. Um, Brock did seventeen. He was awesome. Seventeen and eight. I the story for me from today was Robert Jones going four for four, eight points, four rebounds, a block, a steal. He had that huge putback down the stretch that was a huge momentum boost for Iowa State. And then uh, Jaden Walker makes the huge play at the end of the game, goes two for three from the field. He had a big dunk and assist, or three assists today. These are two guys who, when, like, Jaden Walker barely, he didn't even hurt, he did not play until, mm-hmm. like, two and a half weeks ago. And then, honestly, I thought Jones was in the doghouse or something. He hasn't been playing at all. And then they both come up today and have this huge game. Grill, we had all written him off almost because he had been so bad as of late. Goes six for ten from three. What? That's a. Um, I, that seems encouraging to me, though. That Scott, that those guys stayed engaged throughout all of that. That they stayed engaged, and here they are, it, down the stretch when you need them the most. I mean, winning the game for you. Those three guys won you the game today. I, I agree. I think. You know, we'll start with Jaden Walker. I can't tell you how many guys I saw in my career, young players, start the year off. They're not in the rotation. They're not playing. They lose focus. They lose their edge. And 
they check out. And now all of a sudden you get a moment to try to go prove yourself because you're in desperation mode like we were against West Virginia. And the guy goes into the game and he's five pounds overweight or he's 10 pounds overweight and he's just not ready. And Jaden was been ready from the get-go. And, and I just think that speaks to, you know, him as a player, him as a person, the maturity to just stay the course. And he's clearly been working and clearly been yeah. engaged in what TJ's wanting. You know, Bob Jones, whether they've called on him to play five minutes or 25 minutes, you know, just continues to come in and do what he does. He had a really nice game today. Some nice finishes, extra effort plays. Um, I agree. They don't win the game without those two guys. And then, you know, Caleb, when Caleb shoots the ball like that and Tyrese is playing the floor game that we saw from him today, this is a team that could easily win its first week in an NCAA tournament yeah. out of the Sweet 16. I mean, it's because you've got Isaiah who you can kind of count on for you know, how casual of a 17 and eight performance is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how you know you're really good when, oh, yeah, he had a nice game. Oh, he had 17 and eight. Like, that's a great game for most players. Um, you know, Gabe didn't have his best day to day offensively, but I thought he's been much better of late. So I just think you're seeing this team become more well rounded and you're seeing this team win in a, a wider variety of ways. Like, early in the season, it was pretty cut and dry, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we're going to no, hold no. teams to 50, 55 points. We got to overwhelm them with turnovers, win the defensive glass, and then do enough offensively. Now we're starting to see this team be able to win with some offense, driving the ball to the basket and putting pressure on people. We're starting to see them off of that, shoot the ball much better from the three and be able to not necessarily have to play an A-plus defensive game to still beat some quality opponents. So I think what has me the most excited after this game is just saying, this team doesn't just have to hold you to 50 points to beat you now. They they are 55. They can beat you at 70, at 75, which when you can do that, now your margin for error just gets bigger and bigger, and, and the, the, the ways that you can win just get greater and greater. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, you, you put out a tweet during the game about – sorry, getting a call. Uh, you put out a tweet there about Tyrese Hunter where you said he's just a winner. Yeah. Um, what is what? Uh, walk uh, walk the audience through that. What do you what do you mean by that? And what and how impressive is it for a freshman point guard who's 18 years old? I think he's 18, maybe 19, whatever, to nearly knock out a triple double on the road in the Big 12 in February. Yeah, you we've seen him struggle at times in games. We've seen him struggle in games, and he just keeps coming back. Like so many young players. If they have a bad four-minute stretch, that will turn into a bad 20-minute stretch. Or yeah. you might just write them off for the whole game. If they have a two-game stretch or a three-game stretch where they struggle, that might be the end of their their freshman season. And he just continues to come back and come back and come back. And his talent and his will to just – I mean, he doesn't waste possessions – chasing individual stats, taking bad shots. He's just, what's the next play? What's the next play? What's the next play? So he might turn it over and then come down and he blocks a shot off the backboard. Or, you know, he has two turnovers, is unfazed by it. Today, they've got us on the ropes in the second half. What's he do? Puts his head down, gets to the free throw line, you know, four or six times there and gets this thing back extended to eight points. So when I say he's a winner, it's just – He's always moving to the next play. He's always just 100% consumed in winning, and you can tell by how he deals with adversity and how he deals with things not going his way. I'm telling you, as his ball handling and shot making inside of like 15 feet improve, 
I mean, this is going to be an all-American type of player a year from now or two years from now. But to do what he's doing already as an 18-year-old, willing a team to a road win like he did today, I, I you don't see many seniors do things like that. And I just think it speaks to what TJ has said about him. Low drama, high production, tough as nails. When you watch Tyrese Hunter play, it's exactly what you see. Let's let's do grill here real quick. I mean, six threes today. I, I did the math at halftime of the West Virginia game. And prior to that game, he he was making in Big Twelve play. He was shooting twenty four percent in Hilton Coliseum and fifty six percent on the road. So clearly that that trend continues today. The one thing about Caleb, this could be a criticism of him too, I guess. But it seems he's one of those guys, Scott, where when he's making shots, he's better everywhere else. He was awesome yeah. on defense today, and he had six rebounds as well. What do you think that – because I've had a bunch of guys on Twitter, and I know you and Jared have talked about this some, but different type of audience here. Um, A lot of people are like, oh, is it the lighting of Hilton or like whatever? Like, I think it's all mental. Like, I think he's so psyched up to play for that crowd that he he gets inside his own head, and then he kind of fades away a little bit defensively. But he was a different defensive player today than he was against West Virginia. And, like – I don't know. Like it does. It. I think it bodes really well, though, for the next couple of weeks. That Kalsher and him. Kalsher was not very good today, no doubt. But really bad, actually. Five turnovers and zero points. But the point being, they're they they're not on this winning streak without Gabe Kalsher. Yep. This team just like you can go through. It is cut and dry. When one of those two guys performs, they win. It tends to be how they've got to get something out of the two. But these guys are both now – I mean, I just feel like Caleb getting that game really might spur him to produce in this in, in the postseason. What do you, What's your read on him? Because his shot looks fine. It just hasn't been going in. Yeah, I think – I agree with your point about that they're getting more production out of the two. And, you know, today it was Caleb's day, not Gabe's. But I, I think Gabe's played – Today was an outlier performance if you just look at the last month for him, in my opinion. You know, I think there's probably a couple of elements to analyzing Caleb. I think the biggest thing that I see for him that is hard to deal with as a shooter, one game he'll get 10 shots, and then the next game he'll get one or two. And they don't run a lot of stuff for him to, like, free him up from the three-point line on a consistent basis. And I think that's hard as a shooter because it's one thing, like, when you're like, all right, we've got three or four sets. When I come in the game, like, at some point in time, we're going to run this stuff. And, and mentally, I can expect that when I'm preparing for the game. I'm prepping those shots. I'm prepping those plays. I'm mentally running through that. I think that's hard. That's a hard thing for him because – it is a little bit inconsistent in the the number of looks that he gets. Mm -hmm. And I think it would help him if they tried to make a point to try to run a couple of sets for him on a consistent basis when he's in the game. Because to your point, when he knocks down a couple of shots, all of a sudden he's rebounding outside of his zone. His defense tends to go up. And when this team knocks down three point shots, particularly Gabe, him and jazz, it changes the way the other teams have to guard them. It changes the way that they can help off of them and who they can cheat off of and who they can't. Um, So I think that that's probably a little bit tough. And I would also say there's something to the fact that 
he probably does get a little bit more pumped up at Hilton, you know, and, and managing that adrenaline, especially as a shooter, um, it takes a little bit of time and experience and composure to manage that. So I think him maybe doing a better job of managing his emotions uh, and his, his adrenaline at home would help him. And then I think to help him personally be a little bit more consistent shooting, just trying to get find a way to make sure he gets three or four quality looks within the confines of our half-court offense might help him settle into a little bit of a role in a rhythm. Sports psychologist Scott Christofferson. <laughs> Here we go. That's your new. We I don't. Are, I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> we already got. We already got you one new side gig this year. We're gonna get you two now. Sports psychologist. Uh, all right. Um, anyways, that was a good one. I, I'm gonna write about this once I hang up and get this posted with you. But I think uh, that being a quad one win today. I think that Iowa State has a realistic chance if it wins on Wednesday to be moved up to the six line, which would be huge. Yep. Look around at some of these bracket projections. I don't think you want a piece of many of these two seeds, but a lot of these three seeds I'm looking at it and go, okay, you could make a run if you get slotted as a six. So I, I really do. I think that Iowa State now with, what, nine quad ones after today, that is going to be second in the country only to – Kansas and Baylor, so then, which is just like, just in general, Scott, to wrap things up, 20-win season doesn't mean what it did 20 years ago, but really, um, let's just sit back and appreciate this year. Like, it, it has been a blast yeah. to watch this team. I think that this is as fun of a year, as, and I'm a little bit biased because of uh, some reasons, but like... When you have no expectations, like this team had no expectations, and you overachieve so much, it's a blast. Like normally, it's kind of the opposite where you put pressure. Like there's just been none of that, and it's just week in, week out. Like other than that stretch a little bit ago, this team just continues to turn heads and continues to surprise us, but – Two wins a year ago and 20 now. I mean, it's shocking. It really is how quickly this thing has turned around. Well, and whoever they get matched up against, uh, they're as battle-tested as any team in the country. They've gone through a three-week stretch where they were, you know, I think in some ways maybe a little bit embarrassed. And they picked themselves up up off the metaphor, metaphorical Kansas and re, canvas excuse me, and regrouped. And I think when you get into March – and you're battle tested and you you've been through the highs, but you've also been through the lows and you've, you've bounced back and responded. You know, those are the sorts of teams that you see have the resolve to, to keep their composure coming down the stretch in March and, and, and grind out big wins, upset wins over higher seeded teams. And, you know, this, this team has now put itself in a position with these last two games in the big 12 tournament they're in the tournament, but they've yeah. got a lot to play for now in terms of seating where they could really make things favorable for themselves. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch any of the women's game at all? You can say no. It's no big deal. I did not have a chance to, no. Okay. Uh, our guy Bloom was on the call, and I wanted to get this in here uh, because this is um, uh, this is a really big deal. So the women beat Texas Tech today. It was going on at the same time, 71-55. Um, and they now, Scott, host Baylor – on Monday night, basically to win the Big 12 championship, essentially. Um, now, there's more that has to happen, but I'm dumbing it down for us. Like, that's basically what's on the line here. And Iowa State just put out they're selling $5 tickets. I 
blind. <laughs> That's how dumb I am. I bought um, I bought 10 tickets this morning just to give to friends and family because I'm trying to do my part to fill this thing up. And then they announced three hours later that they're going to do $5 tickets. It's okay, Iowa State. Don't worry. You don't need to tip me off on your marketing. That's not what I'm saying. Um, my point being, and I, I know that you have some close relationships to this women's program. That's a really big deal to play for a regular season championship. It's so hard. It is so hard. And we've seen a lot of conference tournament championships here at Iowa State. This is really, really they just set a record for the most wins in program history in a, in a season. I love women's basketball. I, I did play by play for them for a number of years. And this team is so much fun to watch. And I can't wait to get my family there on Monday night. And I, Scott, I, I put into words just how hard that is to win the grind of a regular season to win it all. It's different than the conference championship. I love the I, I love the tournament yep. championship. I love all that. This is a different deal, and I think that they deserve a sold out Hilton Coliseum. I agree. I think first off, you're it, it's when when you play in a league like the Big Twelve or some of these other top notch leagues, it's harder to win your league than it is to go to the Final Four because it's Good it's point. a two and a half month grind, and there's no let ups. Like there's no oh, hey, next week we get blah, blah, blah state and we can just go in and mop them up by 50 and everybody gets feeling good about themselves again. And so I think it just speaks to how good of a team they've got. They are clearly a Final Four contending team, which, Mm -hmm. you know, again, we all love a Cinderella story and and maybe on the men's side they could even, you know, be be, but this is a team that, like, there will will be people that pick them to go to the Final Four. Mm -hmm. You've got the all-time leading scorer in school history, uh, you know, Emily Ryan having a, a great season, just such a balanced, fun team to watch. And I agree that they, that that should be sold out. Now, if it, can you find 20, if I, I will put, I will put up a hundred dollars and buy 20 tickets. <laughs> I can't personally go. I just, I'm not going to be able to make the trip, but if you got 20 people that you could, that you know would go, I would be more than happy to support that cause with you. Hundred bucks for twenty tickets. How about we do it? You can think of it. Let's make it happen. Okay. They, they deserve. They deserve to have just as much Hilton magic as the men have had in several of their games this year. And who doesn't want to beat up on Baylor too? Like, I mean, this is a this is a longtime foe for Finley and the and the ladies. And yeah, no, I, it's admirable of you. And I, I um, just real quick on today's game, Ashley Jones and Lexi Donarski both played all 40 minutes. Jones had one of her best games of the year, believe it or not, 24 and 12 for Ashley today, and she was four of six from three-point range. So they're, they're a blast. I always say this, Scott, and you'll probably get a kick out of it. Um, and again, I'm biased because I've, I've traveled and called so many women's games over the years. But they actually, like, call plays and, like, the – the ladies actually like run what the play is called. And like it, you, the reason I'm saying it's not all off of athleticism, right? In the men's game, like there's so much one-on-one, there's so much like, oh, how high can you jump? That type of deal. These ladies, like fundamentally, it's a better game. It just is like they are, their shots look better. They're better from the free throw line. Their inbounds oh, plays are more many, Look how many points they score and how many, <laughs> yeah. you know, threes they make. I, you know, I, uh, it's 17 you know, threes we, the other night against yeah, Kansas. It's, uh, and, and, I don't know the history of the women's side, but have they ever had three WNBA players? Like, you know, probably like what, maybe top 10, top 15 picks on one team. Cause like 
It seems to uh, me like they've got three girls that have probably got a pretty good chance to do that. Might be a special moment in the program where we look back and be like, wow, that team just had a ridiculous amount of ability and talent. I would think so. I mean, and, and I think it, I don't want to look ahead, but I mean, if Ashley Jones decides to come back for a fifth year, which is very possible, I think they could be a preseason top five next year yeah. and a legitimate threat to win the national title. Not that they're not this year, but I, I think that you're, my point is you're, you're right. I mean, Ryan and Donarski are, are right there too. And then, Still Auburn. very young players. Yeah, they're sophomores. <laughs> they're sophomores. It's no, yeah, crazy. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself with the WNBA. I'm just saying, like, no, the, no I don't think so. Of... You got to realize that the WNBA hasn't existed that long, and I don't think it existed right. when Finley's like best teams in the early 2000s existed. So, no, like the answer is no. The best That's players like... that I've covered that actually had a shot at the WNBA was Lindsey Metters, Allison Lacey, yep. um, and Bridget Carlton. But they all had like they were, they were kind of the show, which Ashley yeah. has been for the last couple of years. Well, now, like Ashley's just kind of like the junkyard dog who picks up the trash and just does whatever. But then, you know, she's got an elite point guard and Emily Ryan, and then and then Lexi on the wing, and Lexi can she's basically like another point guard too, with her handles. Like it, it's, and then Aubrey Jones coming off the bench is one of the top three point shooters in the Big Twelve. Like th- this team's a blast. Like they, they are. Maggie Espinola McGraw can shoot the hell out of the basketball. They're a blast. I love them. I love the women's I, I'm with you, man. They, that, that place needs to be packed on Monday night. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help make that happen, you let me know. All right. You guys uh, just tweet at Scott. He'll buy you tickets. Kidding. We'll see how that goes. All right, brother. <laughs> Thanks for your time. This was, this was fun. I, I thought that that game today, I wasn't going to be able to wind down tonight unless I talked about it, so. This has been this has been very uh, very beneficial to me selfishly, so thank you. Get those kids to sleep as well. All right, he's thank Scott you, man. It's always fun to get on and talk after a, a big win. He's Scott Christofferson. Next game on Wednesday for the men. Oh, real quick, I'm I will not be at Hilton on Wednesday because I'm hosting a huge game watch at Wellman's Pub in West Des Moines with our friends from Circus Sports. And uh, there are going to be more details about this. I'll tell you about it on Williams and Bloom tomorrow night. But we are going to be giving away a pair of all-session passes for the Big 12 tournament. But you got to come out to Wellman's and watch the Cyclones on Wednesday. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Go Clones!